From Connext Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. Atlanta Born and Brand is a show all about businesses that are being built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. But more importantly, we want to introduce these founders, brands, and businesses to the city they live in, their neighbors, to make sure Atlanta and the brands they call it home can thrive for generations to come. For centuries, entrepreneurs and leaders have used the handwritten letter as a vital tool to communicate. In the world we live in today, it's an art that can easily be lost in the noise. That's why our guest today founded Press On Paper Company. They understand how powerful the written word can be in the form of a letter or even just a thank you card. One of their mottos is a good word changes everything. And with their first line of unique stationery, the Press On team is encouraging leaders to use their words for good. This is the story of Press On Paper Company with founders Graham Williams and Jared Cagle. Tell me about growing up. Uh, Graham, Jared was telling me you guys go go way back. So uh, tell yeah. me about where you grew up and uh, and kind of what the plan was as you started thinking about what you were going to do for a career. Cool. Um, yeah, met met Jared at our church. We grew up in church together, probably, mm-hmm. I guess, middle school, mm-hmm. I think. So um, kind of best I remember, we quickly became buddies just because we were kind of uh, – us and a couple others, hood rats in the Sunday school class. We <laughs> just kind of like to stir trouble up. Um, and the way I used to say it was I was like, I feel like I was the bad kid at church, but I was like the really good kid at school. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how that, how that worked exactly. A man but, stuck between worlds. Uh, yeah. yeah so, um, but anyway, yeah, as far as career, um, I, don't, yeah, I don't think I really knew back then, but studied business at UGA okay. and um, – both of my grandfathers were entrepreneurs and had their own business. Hmm. Uh, so after school, I went and worked with one of under one of their companies. He was passed away, but uh, worked for Melvin's Barbecue for a few years. Yeah, and built up uh, their sales division kind of from close to scratch, sure. uh, like in the wholesale world. And so my uncle was the owner of the business and uh, took that barbecue sauce and sold it in a, a couple thousand close to stores. Yeah. And, um, yeah, then from there just started working with other startups, kind of mm. helping them grow. So, But it's kind of in, in the blood, the whole entrepreneurship gene is just yeah. been Yeah, there. I mean, even my yeah. dad, I mean, he, he works for Merrill Lynch, but, you know, he obviously uh, goes after it and built his own book and yeah. stuff. So yeah. I've kind of seen that from a young age. So, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Jared? Yeah, uh, my one of my first memories from Graham was a, a party at his house. He lived on the lake, so he was... <laughs> His house was the house, you know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah. I remember we got in a wrestling match in the shallow end of the lake, and he took my shirt off, and it buried in the sand. And in his mind, that was him winning the fight, <laughs> you know? In my mind, it was just him, you know, being a jerk. But anyway, that was one of our first experiences. I thought you were going to talk about the treading water uh, competition. That I won? I don't know if we ever had a winner, but... <laughs> If you're going to claim winning, I'll, yeah, I'll claim it right this back. Is a good, this is a good segue for me. So uh, my life was I was an athlete and played a lot of sports, ended up playing uh, golf actually in college at Georgia State, and that was kind of my journey. Okay. Athletes, very competitive, uh, 
which so my background is not as much entrepreneurial, but the competitive side of me comes sure. out in in this, you know, in starting a business and getting after it a little <laughs> bit. So uh, we, well, I think there's parallels there, right? Totally to in sports and in, no doubt. in business, no doubt of just totally. you know how how first of all how you view competition, whether you got a healthy view of it or whether you have you know, uh, win at all costs yeah, type of a sure. view, like same, same deal in business. Right. Sure. So, yeah, sure. yeah sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, that's, but, that's yeah. it. That's good. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, I think, you know, I had a, I did not have an entrepreneurial family, but I did have a very sports heavy mm-hmm. family. And I think after running my own business for a couple of years now, I've realized that like the traits that I had that have, have allowed very limited success in in business have come from like growing up in sports whether it's a team atmosphere learning how to you know work well with other guys Mm -hmm. or whether it's you know the healthy competition that you know drives you to keep innovating and keep trying to you know take the next step not get uh complacent because it's like that in sports right you know yeah i had an experience of like getting to eighth grade, almost a high school ball and like been an all-star from, you know, the time I was five until the time I was 12 and, you know, didn't practice for like a summer or whatever it was, came mm-hmm. into eighth grade and like strikeout city, right? <laughs> yeah, like, sure. you know, sure. you fall be- fall behind quick and yeah, sure. yeah. in business it's, it's, you know, similar Same because way, yeah. everybody is, you know, original ideas are few and far between. And so there's always some sort of competition, right, that you have to continually be innovating or, or get forgotten in some cases. Yeah. But uh, so tell me about you guys both do your thing in college at separate schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that Press On is a team of several guys um, that kind of it seems like most of you guys had a history together that was uh, pretty deep. The trust level was there. But how do the conversations first start um, and push you towards this, you know, inflection point of, all right, let's start this thing and let's let's do this, uh, you know, thing that we've maybe been talking about for a good while. Yeah, um, I would say uh, some of the initial inspiration, at least for me, was uh, having worked for other people and kind of growing their things. Um, <laughs> And so I was in a lot of specialty stores where there's a lot of gifts and stuff and kind of grew to like some of those things. Yeah. Um, But a lot of them are like a lot of the things in gift shops are kind of feminine. Yeah. Uh, So when I was selling a barbecue sauce, it was more on the masculine side. And I saw a lot of desire for men's gifts Mm. um, because they needed something. And so there was nothing really in the industry that I felt like as far as uh, stationary products. Yeah. And... um, so that was like the stationary aspect of it for me okay. was I had been raised to write thank you letters and had written them a few times in my life where it produced like immense dividends. <laughs> um, I still have a companion pass through Delta to this day that came from um, a woman, a fr- actually a friend of mine in college. Her mom uh, gave me a buddy pass and years wow. later turned into a companion pass. But the girl actually was having a seizure. I took her to the hospital <laughs> and... Uh, her mom gave me a gift. I wrote her a thank you note after yeah. she gave me the buddy pass and trickle down effect was that uh, I still fly on yeah. it, honestly. And Sounds I awesome. credit that like to the thank you, thank you letter. Right. But then I, I went through a period of addiction um, and, you know, still I'm in recovery. Mm-hmm. Lifelong kind of recovery is what they say. And so as much as I don't like to think that sometimes. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, and 
was also kind of brought into the there's a Bible verse in Philippians three. Uh, it talks about like pressing on to a higher goal um, and like forgetting what is behind. And so yeah. I had wanted to start something in the gratitude and like stationary thank you note world, yeah. but then also uh, held on to that phrase like press on. It was like a strong phrase and something that I wanted to myself be encouraged to continue moving and not quit and keep going. And I just felt like men or leaders like needed that too. Yeah. So we've been kind of trying to flesh that mix out. And so uh, Jared's always been uh, a great friend of mine and safe place. To, uh, you know, I think sometimes men, we don't really have uh, an immense amount of relationships hmm. that we dive into deeply. Sure. And so um, because of our history and trust level, he was one of the guys when we were playing golf. And God told him about it, and it was like uh, one of – a few who were like, dude, I'm, I'm all in about yeah. that. Like, I want to talk more about it. I want to want to invest in it. I would want to participate in it. And so, um, that kind of stuff, I guess, uh, I would, what I would say, like it encourages me, but really like, I mean, it lights a fire yeah, in me. It's fuel. And so, yeah, for uh, sure. yeah, we just continued having conversations and, uh, never stopped six yeah. months later. Or so we ended up launching with, um, you know, what was a total of actually like seven guys. Hmm. So I don't know. And you guys with your history, it, you, I don't know, it's hard to even call it a pitch because it's probably just a conversation <laughs> yeah. like, hey, what's going on in your life? Sure. But what was it about what Graham was saying about press on that sort of grabbed you? Yeah, I, I think um, I think back on my journey coming up and really every mentor that I've ever had has encouraged me hmm. to write letters of, of thanks, of gratitude to follow up with people in that way just because of the intentionality that it conveys, yeah. right? Um, it's unique. It's a unique form of communication that honestly is fading away very quickly. And so sure. uh, at every level, from my dad to coaches to bosses or even associates, I was encouraged to do that. And so yeah. it was always a practice for me. And, you know, when he started talking about it, it it just felt really natural, you know, yeah. and the bigger, the bigger vision for it. And I'm not going to get ahead of you. No, you're good. This is your show, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> no, but the, the, I like to let you guys drive. So cool. Do it. Cool. Yeah. The bigger vision of it is really what lit a fire under me, uh, because I see such a need, you know, I work a lot with youth. I work a lot with the next generation mm. now and, uh, see such a need for encouragement, you know, okay. and, yeah. and the medium of the handwritten letter, uh, is unique and it's special and it's powerful. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Graham, uh, so you were working kind of as this all started off. Were you working with O Sleeper? Yeah. Here? So we started O Sleeper yeah. four years ago. Right. Um, and I've always been kind of yeah involved through other things. Cool. But And for those of you listening to the show, you'll know that uh, if you're a loyal listener, that is, that O Sleeper <laughs> was on season one. Jerry, one of the co-founders of that business, was on. Um, Jared, what, what were you kind of doing in your career and what's, what's sort of your, yeah. your nine to fiver? Yeah. At that time, I guess I was working for a leadership organization, okay. uh, John Maxwell company and okay. his enterprise there. Uh, currently I'm in a ministry and, uh, I'm a pastor and doing some mm -hmm. different things and, uh, working with youth, as I mentioned, but yeah, leadership yeah. has kind of been my, my journey, helping coach and, and lead like that. So That's cool. Mm -hmm. Graham, we talked a little bit about it you know, on the phone, but it's both a blessing and in some ways a challenge to have 
a, a group so large <laughs> of people kind of going into an endeavor like this. Um, you know, not many founders go into a business with the support system that you guys have right off the bat with mm-hmm. seven people that believe in the product, believe in the mission, and are going to contribute to pushing that forward. But, you know, I wonder if you can provide a little context to that just of what kind of the pros have been of, of having that core group and then maybe the challenges for, you know, people, whether it's running a family business that just has a lot of voices going on or whether it's somebody like you guys that that have, um, you know, like a group of friends who, you know, sometimes I think when you're friends, mm. it, it kind of creates this other level in business that you kind of have to, <laughs> all right, I don't want to hurt your feelings, yeah. but I disagree with you <laughs> For sure. on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Conversation that that's a conversation I'm not very good at. Huh. Uh, I feel like likewise. Um, but I I feel and I've said this a lot to Jared. I feel like I feel like when I'm in the number one or the lead role, I'm not mm. good at it. I feel like I'm better at it if I'm a different level on the totem pole. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So I mean, pros and cons. There certainly are both. Um, I mean, for me, I have some friends who start started or want to start their own business and they're like lone rangers mm. you know or they wanted to start alone and add people along the way yeah uh i've you know i've been involved in um really three startups before press on and helping them either start or grow and uh knew that i didn't want to do it alone like that was mm. always the the thing was I, I want to be involved with the team from the beginning i want other people to feel like they were involved from the beginning yeah. um so the pros is like it's it is fuel when people you tell them something and they like I'm in I love it uh team meetings where you're like think tanking and bouncing things off like super fun there's obviously a multiplying effect when you have multiple people involved that's a pro um and you know the dream is that you're doing business with your friends and you're doing business with people that you love and people that you can trust and people that uh for me it was important because press on and the, and the aspect of addiction and recovery was like a very intimate part of my life. Yeah. And so I I knew there would be struggles kind of along the way, and I knew I, I wanted the people in the corner that um, knew and were familiar with my story, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, cons are the reverse of all of those things, really, you know? <laughs> um, but it really hard because there there's a deeper level of emotion Sure. In the in those in decisions, when you disagree with someone, um, it's a it's a different thing to talk about it. It's different if you feel like someone did something and you weren't didn't really like it as much. Um, But really, the biggest thing is just the mental space of like kind of trying to take care of people's emotions. Yeah. uh, But also, you know, I I think as as a leader, I don't want to do the wrong thing Mm -hmm. sometimes, and so it led to a lot for me has led different times where I've been indecisive yeah and out of not wanting to hurt someone's feelings um, or not uh, not necessarily knowing what to do I then kind of hit analysis paralysis mm-hmm. I, I truly have never felt like I've hit analysis paralysis in my life um, like the, like I have in, yeah. in the business when I'm there. the top leader <laughs> yeah so I many other times I'm quick to quick to take action yeah. so anyway but long answer no, no. But there's it's, a lot there. it's good it's context good. and I think you know, from my standpoint, so I started the business solo, worked it for six months, and then my brother came along okay. with me, and then we've kind of added our other guys over time. For me, one of the more challenging things, 
and you guys started with seven, but like you said, you're taking more of a lead role. One of the things that was hard for me, and I, it's one of the things I think you just have to accept, is that when it's your baby and you are the, like the buck stops with you, nobody in the world is going to care about the business more than you do. Mm. And I think like that shows in your lifestyle, right? How much time you dedicate to something, how, you know, what you're willing to sacrifice for the business or whatever it might be. Now, my brother came along six months later. He loves this company, you know, more than anybody else in the world except me. Yeah. But he doesn't love love it as much as I do, you know? Now, his income depends on it now, so you know <laughs> he yeah, loves it love. more. Yeah, more than if it was just a, a side hustle. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But as the owner and as like, yeah. you know, the the number one guy, there's always going to be that. You just have to be okay with that in a certain yeah sense. Yeah, and that's right. Like you can't ask somebody whose time is going to be divided, you know, more towards something else and and less towards that thing you're working on to like be as invested, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. a tough tough thing I think for us, especially like for people that are self-motivated or self-starters who yeah. you know, all right, I see the finish line, I'm dead, I'm going to run as fast as I can towards that finish line. But I got this team of dudes who is like, you know, maybe one guy's jogging. Maybe yeah, oh, maybe sure. one guy needs a bathroom break, you know. It's, it's a bad metaphor I'm trying to get into here, but <laughs> it's like sometimes you're going to have to be okay with, you yeah. know, pulling pulling some guys along with you sure um but yeah i think i think the biggest thing for me looking back is uh and i would my advice to anybody else who is starting with with friends or uh multiple people would be just establishing more clear uh responsibilities and roles (laughs) i think I, i never wanted to do that honestly because i didn't want to go through the having to change that. Like if someone, if I felt like someone's sure. role or thing was different, I didn't want it to be like a heartbreak of, right. oh yeah, let's switch you around, maybe change your title around a little bit, you know. <laughs> but, um, but I think that when you do that, you give people the capacity to run at, run harder yeah. uh, after something when there's more clarity. And so that's that's something I would have done that I, I think I didn't do as well as I could have. Right. And, and we're, we're working to change right now. Let's dive more into the brand because I think the, the messaging and – the mission, uh, in you guys' case, it's definitely a, a situation where, in your company, the messaging and the mission is more important than that actual physical product, right? Sure. right? 100%. And more so about, you know, establishing a lifestyle or a pattern of thinking than yeah. it is the physical act of just writing a thank you note, right? So, mm-hmm. um, what what is that next level for you guys, you know, it's the the written thank you note and people seeing written words on a page. Yes, it's powerful, but what's that next level that you're hoping that press on can kind of push people towards? Yeah, um, I don't want to hog the mic, so you feel free. Jump <laughs> in, baby, but, jump in. Uh, yeah, a few different things. I mean, um, it definitely the the actual product itself is at least currently uh, not so much the lifeblood as is. Um, mm-hmm the mission and meaning behind why you're doing it and like the type of person even who does it so we really want to inspire um a group of leaders um group of people who like want to encourage other people and want to show gratitude really so that's like the two when we sell a bundle we know we kind of strategically would do it where one of them is a thank you note Mm -hmm. and then one of them um, as a correspondence card in which you like give encouragement, yeah. right? So it's kind of the two things where like show gratitude and show thanks, but also mm. like 
you know, me and Jared had this conversation once, right? I told him I, I didn't really like the word encouragement for a long time <laughs> um, because for some reason I, I had this mental picture in my head like a mom um, – like, you know, patting her two boys on the butt, being like, oh, encourage your brother kind of thing. Yeah. But when we talk about Like something, about it, there's like a lack of genuine, you know, a lack of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Authenticity sometimes yeah, when people yeah. say encourage. That yeah. or just like almost like a, there was this, it was tied to weakness a little mm-hmm. bit to me, you know? Um, and so, but when Jared kind of reframed it and talked about encourage, was like, you know, let's split the word up and say to, to, um, Gosh, I'm blanking on what it was, but to put courage into yeah. someone. Infuse right? And courage, I'm like, yeah. I had this mental image all of a sudden of like a syringe, and I was like, just like I was putting an IV in me, right? Yeah. Like putting courage in someone. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that can get me like fired up, right? Because right, that's yeah. like my favorite thing in the world <clears throat> yeah. is to inspire someone or to like put courage into someone who's lacking it. Yeah. And so I've really rallied around the word. <laughs> um, and so that's a lot of what, you know, our mission is, is that uh, – you know, we want to inspire and equip leaders to use their words for good and to keep moving amongst um, when obstacles come our way, <laughs> right? Because that that yeah. is life. Sure. And I think with the way that things are being talked about um, and the stigma around mental health is like a massive thing. Like that was a like – we've continually talked like, hey, how can we partner with the mental health world right now? Yeah. Because for me, having gone through recovery, like part of what – Think changed the game was being around a group of guys who were willing to be vulnerable and yeah. open and would talk about shit that was happening in their life. Like, <laughs> that's not the way I grew up. Right. You know, I didn't grow up with, like, seeing that a lot. Um, <laughs> and so it's a different ball game. I mean, it really changes the game. I mean, me no and Jared have had hundreds of hours of conversations because in his church and other guys that I'm around, it's like guys are going through real things. Yeah. You know, not just guys, but all of us are going through real stuff and – we have to be able to talk about stuff. And so I think when you receive a handwritten letter, there truly is not a more powerful way to receive encouragement um, or thanks from someone as to be able to see it and read it and hold on to it. That's the tangible, like, initial product kind of offering. But um, the overall arching of the brand is to to do that. And we're looking at launching a campaign actually now where every product that is purchased, uh, we write a letter to a guy in prison where we are doing that. We are trying to provide the encouragement and yeah. the reshaping of who you are. I mean, that's that's the mental health aspect, I think, that is a big deal. It's like I need to be reminded who I am yeah. sometimes. Like I forget. Like I'm in this constant battle with myself of like yeah. negative self-talk and, you know, maybe too much confidence. And so it's just back and forth. And and so I'm my own worst enemy, and I don't, I'm not I don't think I'm alone in yeah. this, you know. So, anyway, I am long-winded sometimes, no, no, no. but no, uh, yeah. And I think there's something to and Jared, I'll, I'll let you touch on this. There's something to a handwritten letter and its ability to uh, just convey, like you said before, Jared, intentionality, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and an investment on in part uh, on the part of the writer to no matter what the situation is graham if if it's a letter to you talking about um you know the the battle that you've had to fight just you know on the part of the writer saying listen you know a reminder of keep fighting yeah you know there, there are people there behind you yeah there's you know it's so much better than a 
five word text with an emoji. Hey, yeah. keep up the good fight, you know, thumbs up. You know, it <laughs> just shows a level of, you know, giving a, you know, rats you know what that yep. uh, uh, even even a phone call can't convey. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's what yeah. you get, get, get out of it, Jared, or, or what is that encouragement? What's, what's that mean to you? Yeah, no, that's great. I think uh, it automatically carries that sense of intentionality, right? right? I have uh, one of our favorite, uh, I would consider him a mentor at one point in my life, but one of our favorite uh, leaders, authors, he says, I've never seen a framed email. You know, and I think about that because I have a framed letter that somebody wrote to me that I met and uh, he asked me to go to breakfast one day and it was kind of a, you know, conversation where he was asking me a lot of questions and I was, and so he, he actually was talking about how he doesn't have a lot of people in his life hmm. that are encouraging him or that whatever. And I ended up going into the whole thing about, well, you know, the, uh, the, the strongest form of communication in my mind is taking the time to write it down. And maybe yeah. you need to open up that window in your family, your friends, your network by starting to write to them, yeah. you know? And he actually wrote me and he said on the top, you remember that time we had breakfast, you know, and that changed my, that, that changed my perspective and eventually changed my life. Hmm. And that's framed in my office, you know? Yeah. And I, I just think we have enough influences in our world right now that are speaking failure over us, right? Speaking negativity, speaking, I heard uh, uh, Marcus Buckingham, it's a researcher, he's big with Harvard Business Review. Anyway, I heard him recently say, uh, you, don't, you don't learn about success by studying failure, but we tend to do that. Like we wanna study failure, we wanna get back, get feedback from failure. The problem is when you study failure, you just learn about failure. You don't sure. learn how to be excellent, you don't learn how to be successful, you know? Yeah. And he's encouraging us to talk about successes, talk about strengths, talk about what is excellent and encourage that, right? It's an interesting way to put it because yeah. for me, I tend to be, uh, I call it realistic. My wife calls it pessimistic, you know, because <laughs> I look at things glass half empty a lot of times and I want, I, I want the truth, you know, yeah, sure. I want the, sure. Same. and, uh, but man, the, I just think the more I interact with people, especially the next generation, they have enough voices that are giving them the air quotes truth, you know, <laughs> and uh, they need more voices giving them encouragement, giving yeah. them positivity, giving them just keep going one sure. more day, you know, keep going one day at a time. Um, and I, I encourage people all the time, don't wait for a special occasion to write that letter because yeah. when people receive it, they know that you were thinking about them and, and took the time to, no to reach out. Yeah, well, and we live in a world that 95% of the media that we consume mm. is going to spotlight and highlight people's failures before yeah. the good or the yeah, you know, it's true. the genuine or whatever, you know. I mean, look at the news cycle is all, you know. Watch true. a 24-hour news channel for 10 minutes and you know, the amount of positivity to not to negativity that ratio is going to be pretty staggering, right? Yeah. Towards, yeah. The, totally. towards the negativity um, which you know, so let's get into some of the, the sort of the real talk about the, the nitty gritty of the business. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys, you both have things that you do outside of Press On. So the challenge of launching a business that you want so badly to succeed and that you care so deeply about while still having an obligation to, you know, give, give your mm -hmm. best in, in another endeavor 
how have you guys navigated um, those challenges t- to this point? Uh, and, and what has that done sort of, you know, is that easy for you to do? Is that hard for you to do? Um, <laughs> how do you navigate that, Graham? Yeah, how uh, poorly. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I think that's the, that's a problem, right? Is that's the that's the first thing that I even think to myself, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm talking to myself, uh, I mean, the truth is um, definitely not as well as I would like. Uh, I mean, especially in my case, it's like um, it's not like secure job on the right and then press on on the left, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm scrapping on the right and scrapping on the left yeah. and scrapping in the middle, and so um, you know, working when I had a very secure job and left actually worked for Jared's father uh, for a period of time and uh, who's lieutenant governor of the state mm-hmm. and then after that began to get into launching press on while doing a sleeper so yeah. I truly was in scrap mode um, <laughs> and for a long time and, and really still am and so um, I can thrive in that moment but I think the problem was just mental uh, focus, like staying in one area at one time. Um, when I'm in a, on a space where like, I literally eat what I kill as far as selling things. And so, um, needed and want like a team who can also carry different responsibilities and weight. So, uh, and just have, yeah, it's just been a challenge. I mean, I think, um, the biggest thing for me, was telling another one of our partners, actually, I was driving over here named Mark and, uh, it's like when my personal life is in a healthy place, uh, when my recovery is in a healthy place, I can manage multiple hats very yeah. well even. Uh, and, you know, God's honest truth would be like, I, you know, I had, a, I had a time of relapse in this since launching that I never saw coming. And it kind of put the business on hold. Like I didn't know how to manage this strong desire I have to be authentic. Yeah. And um, because it's like the strongest desire I feel like I have is to be authentic. Like I, yeah. I'll put anything on the table to make to be sure of myself that that is the case. And then saying, hey, I want to inspire like yeah. from a place of non-perfection. You right. Know? So but that's that's truly what we're calling uh, guys and leaders to do is like no one's no one's perfect. And guys, we're going to be constantly hitting uh small and massive bumps in the road yeah you know but we you had like you have one option like stop or keep going sure and and so jared's been a, a massive like encouragement and, and influence and help for me of, of pushing me to continue going anytime we get a podcast i, I might call him and say oh, i don't know if i should do this I, you know <laughs> he's like you know do it <laughs> like let's yeah. like let's do it let's talk about it and that's that's a big it's a big help and um so currently i mean i'm in a really healthy place and uh, so we've done some really awesome behind-the-scenes stuff as we're looking to kind of transition some big pieces at Press On, and yeah. um, just recently closed a few other sales and wholesale stores, which is always encouraging. Um, so yeah, it's interesting yeah. with uh, how difficult it is. You know, you want. I think we always value flexibility <laughs> and autonomy and like the ability to kind of have something on the side, right? To yeah. do that you love, that you enjoy. But there's there's also really big value in like needing to succeed, you know? Like yeah. that not to make it more than it is, but man, I mean at the end of the day, business is in business to succeed. Right. And right. when you don't have the same pressure on it, it it's difficult, you know? I mean, Graham Graham does have the pressure, but 
the rest of the team doesn't have that pressure, you know, which is poses a unique challenge for him. Yeah. Because on one hand, he's looking to us for energy, for accountability, for momentum, motivation to keep moving forward. Uh, but we don't have the same uh, pressure on us, yeah. right, to provide that he does. Right. And so at times, I would say other areas that I'm focused on take precedent hmm. because they have to. And so that's a yeah. that's a unique place that we're in, I would say, sure. uh, as a company. Yeah, and same for me. I mean, with O Sleeper, like it's been my, uh, you know, of multiple, like I'm kind of always working with a few different clients to help them grow their business. But O Sleeper's been always been the massive part of my income since launching Press On. And so <laughs> then there's times where it holds precedent. And so yeah. if it's not actually holding precedent with other guys on the team, then when it is not <clears throat> holding pre- like great precedent for me, sure, if precedent is yeah. even the right word. Um, then all of a sudden it's in a stagnant spot, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, I think, well, I think we, you know, sorry to interrupt you, Graham, no, but, keep going. um, I think too, part of, you know, this kind of mental health aspect mm-hmm. that we're talking about and the, you know, being authentic as, as men that we have to understand. And I don't know if either of you guys are, are Gary V people or if you listen to him at all, but his big he, thing. He preaches the gospel to me. <laughs> yeah. Graham is Gary's his, biggest fan. By it, his big thing, you know, for the last couple of years now is self-awareness, yeah, right? Yeah, so right. the way to apply that in this situation is knowing that daggum Graham, like if some stuff is going on, whether it's personally or if it's professionally in another endeavor that you got to take a look in the mirror and say, mm-hmm. all right, if I have to hit pause yeah. or slow down in another area in order to not ruin my life yeah. <laughs> or sure. in order to, you know, fulfill a promise to a friend yeah, or whatever right. it is, you know, our value, you know, learning that our value as men is not wrapped up in the things that we present to the world as, you know, the product that we're building yeah, or, good. you know, the, uh, you know, our, our job title, sure. that's important, right? And the yeah. self-awareness to be able to step back or, you know, Jarrett, we were talking, we were talking about the family situation before we started here. Yeah. Like if you got one of your three kids is going through like a health issue, daggum, you got to take a step back from work, right? Yeah. yeah. Or you have to reevaluate and prioritize. That's one thing as a business owner at first I had a really hard time with is I'd been employed in corporate America for 10 years. Sure. And all of a sudden as a business owner, I want this thing to succeed so badly. But at the time I have two kids at home. I have a wife who I moved to a new city, to a new mm-hmm. like community <laughs> You got to invest mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. family, you know, before you worry about yep. killing yourself to make this business successful. So here we are three years in, and are we at the point where we could have been if I worked 80-hour weeks, you know, every week from day one? Right. No, probably not. Right. That's just fine. Yeah. And learning that that's the case yeah. is such a big part of, you know, not being your own uh, worst critic, mm-hmm. I think, which can stall your business out even more for sure right if that for confidence sure. level is gone but uh oh that's cool guys um more about the future of press on you know you start with the stationary which visually is rock solid by the way mm-hmm. thanks love Thank the you. love the look of not only the brand but the physical product um but the beauty of having this mission uh and sort of this goal is that it's not limited to one product what do you guys mm-hmm. see the future 
uh, whether it's a year from now or, or 10 years from now kind of holding for the for the press on brand yeah good good question um, I mean we launched initially with you know a line of stationery and uh, we had a really successful launch hmm. um, and have been at a uh, one big trade show one small kind of gift show and had good responses there hmm. have a handful of stores across the country uh, I guess more than two handfuls of stores across the country um, little under 20 to be exact yeah. uh, that carry a product and awesome. have made reorders and uh, we have trickling sales kind of without really marketing um, just from people who have used it and used them up yeah. so that's been uh, awesome as as we transition I think um, be a few other paper products mm-hmm. uh, we look to launch or, and already have actually designed a, a few of them uh, prints that would like hang on hang on up in a wall yeah um, kind of in an office that serve as inspiration centered around words um, mm-hmm. we have a pocket a pocket journal and a, a bigger size journal uh, where you're able to not only like focus on uh, writing notes and things of gratitude to other people but also yeah. just like reflection time right. right I think that that's part of the mental mm-hmm. health stuff but uh, outside of paper products um, kind of getting into the merch side of things and uh, really a lot more content production. So, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have talked for way too long um, about launching a podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, I just wrote my first blog ever that we're about to re- release today or tomorrow, uh, which, you know, that stuff's vulnerable. So it's just weird, you know, stuff, because yeah. I've never really written anything right. before. Um, and so I think I've thought about launching a a blog 10 years ago yeah. you know and so I, that's what i love you know speaking back to gary v is like you know there's certain times and he'll say it, like i mean if you need to quit quit like that's mm-hmm. self-awareness right but there's yeah. also times you pause and if something matters to you enough you pick it back up um but you know but you got to do things yeah like if you just talk about it or think about it like, you're not hmm. i mean who lives in that world of like fantasy you right. just can't live in that world and i think it's very unhealthy uh, so I, I always try to hold myself to saying something and then doing it. Yeah. Sometimes succeed, sometimes you don't. But so launching the blog really kind of talks about my trek through doing the half Ironman uh, this past week and a half and what that looked like mentally and what <laughs> it looked like to uh, get in a wreck in the middle of it. And what it looked like to um, you know come back after the hospital and <laughs> hop back in the race uh, and now like get surgery and. Yeah, figure out how to do it again, Impressive. you know. And so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of really getting more into the content side of things. Like I said, yeah. partnering with um, a prison ministry where we start writing guys that are in prison. Um, I was actually thinking in this podcast, I think we're gonna just go ahead and put that in place, maybe like right now. Um, because that's a feasible thing for me to do. Right? Yeah, I mean, until we're hitting like the thousand sales in one month, like. I can sure. I think I can handle it myself to write yeah. the letter. So, uh, yeah, for every sale that we have at Press On, we write a letter to someone in prison, uh, <laughs> starting right now. So, uh, but That's the thing. Yeah. today, yeah. Today. And so anyway, um, yeah, I've been thinking about that for months. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of some of the some of the next things, and so really, truly using utilizing the guys in our team to divvy out those tasks, sure. right? So that it's not it's not all on my shoulders. Uh, I never wanted that, and I know that the beautiful thing is the guys in our team don't want that too. Mm. Like they they didn't just sign them sign up to be cheerleaders. Right. Like they signed up because they wanted to do things, yeah. and so uh, they believed in it. And yeah. we've had a lot of people who have bought our products and 
um, who believe in it too and like uh, believe in us and believe in what we're I think the vision that God's given us to try yeah. and like make some impact in the world and sure. so uh, yeah that's... I love the uh, I love the journal idea um, I don't know if either one of you guys um, have you heard of the freedom journal at all Mm-mm. so no. John Lee Dumas uh, he does like an Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast. Okay. Don't love the podcast because he made it his goal to do it every single day. So there's Whoa. 365 episodes every year. Wow. And at this point, he's like four or five years in, and people will pay to come on the podcast. Hmm. So don't love that side of it, but he <laughs> created this incredible product. It's called the Freedom Journal, and it basically provides a framework for entrepreneurs male or female to set like a a, they call it a smart goal at the beginning and it's like something that's attainable something that's measurable something that's realistic Mm -hmm. uh and you have um 90 days to to hit that goal and every day of the 90 you're writing in the morning and you're writing at night about okay these are the things i want to accomplish today these are the three things i want to accomplish sure and it's all about you know those just two words of next step, you know, all right, so I'm not going to make this company a national success today, but what's, excuse me, what's the next step I can take towards that? Or, you know, and it's kind of synonymous with press on, right? So, all right, today Mm -hmm. I wrote one letter to a, to a friend I hadn't talked to in a while, press on next step, you know, tomorrow I can, you know, start writing letters to, to guys in prison or That's I can good. go introduce myself to an, a local gift shop owner. Yeah. You know, with uh, how many gift shops are in Atlanta now? Like so many. Pro- the like, list is yeah. probably longer than either of us realize. Yeah, I'm, but yeah, by the way, you guys are enjoying the, uh, the little <laughs> burn, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, staple. We know we knew that the train was close <laughs> and we knew that we were going to try to record podcasts in here, so we just have to kind of roll with it now and make it part <laughs> of the it. deal. I love it. So, but yeah, no, that's cool. Um, looking forward to seeing that that new stuff from you guys. Um, awesome. Jared, tell me where do you think this thing can be five or, or ten mm-hmm. years down the line? Yeah. I, I mean, my hope for it is, uh, and it goes back to what we've already been talking about a little bit, but I just see um, – such a culture of anxiousness you know right now and especially dealing we we've talked a lot about or i think there's a lot of talk about millennials and now the conversation is starting to shift to gen z and you know the next the next one's up it when you start to think about what they're coming up in and how um noise is so prevalent like they're not going to have a concept of quiet if you no. think about it truly even when they're alone they're scrolling mm-hmm. or they're listening or they're watching or they're looking and like everything is so noisy for them yeah. and so uh it's terrifying it, it is terrifying you think about it and, yeah. and you, you have kids you know we talked about that, that yeah. when you think about raising them and not to mention how do you safeguard that and how do you but just in terms of their anxiety and depression sure. and we just did an event uh last weekend where um, i actually was able to counsel with several students who raised their hand to say that they struggle with thoughts of suicide. <laughs> you know, maybe 20% of the room raised their hand. Wow. And so you're, you're mm. dealing with, and those are Gen Zers, we're yeah. dealing with a next generation that's coming up that has very little understanding of what quiet is, mm. you know, and what, and how effective that is for your soul, by the <laughs> way. Um, and so all that being said, 
I mean, my hope for for Press On is that we can be a positive voice, number one, that can help encourage people and inspire them to be more, do more, be better, mm-hmm. reach their potential to grow. Uh, but then number two, I also hope that we could be uh, a platform that encourages reflection and, and quiet and, yeah. um, you know, really thoughtfully and intentionally using your words to help somebody else, you know? <laughs> a lot of times the, and it, not to diminish anxiety because it's a huge deal and I'm not yeah. trying to, you know, get into the medical ins and outs of it, but uh, one of the big things that attacks anxious feelings is focusing on somebody else, you know, <laughs> being selfless. And um, I think that, you know, the, the handwritten letter is just one vehicle for that, but there's yeah. also many others that we want to get involved in. And, and it all goes back to the same goal. We want to see people uh, equipped and inspired to use their words for good and, and to, to press on one day at a time, keep moving forward through life. Um, and because we believe that everybody has value hmm. and everybody has potential to grow. So uh, we want to see this next generation thrive, you yeah. know. It's cool. Yeah, I want to add add one thing because, um, you know, it's true. We believe everyone has value. We believe, a, you know, one of our lines, a good word changes everything, mm-hmm. right? Like, and uh, when he was talking about that in the medical aspect, uh, I've said this before, and I want to say it once at least, but one thing that we do know medically uh, is that in when we do things, endorphins are released in our body, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's that's one of the reasons that sex is so powerful. Mm. Like endorphins are released in our body. It's one of the reasons the heroin is so powerful. Mm. Um, that that these drugs that pe- we receive, whether it's for pain or that are used recreationally, they're yeah. powerful because they do things in our brain. Right. Yeah. And the brain runs everything. And so, if you look into uh, medical research, you see that when you show gratitude like when you actually show it with action and with words it releases endorphins in your body that are comparable to heroin and pornography and yours not in other subjects it's and it's a beautiful thing like because i i know what it is like to be on the side where endorphins are released (laughs) regularly right and and it's like it can be soul crushing yeah and so when you are using your words for other people um you know, it's it's like soul lifting, and yeah. so yeah, it's, it's funny. I, when I, I reference uh, my brother Nathan Williams, he he sent me something one time. He he asked me for some stationery. I gave him some, and he wrote all of his roommates. And he said, "Man, I felt so good after I wrote." It was just a small small little letter of encouragement. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, my sister's in a leadership group, and I was with her yesterday. She's sixteen, and um, they do something every single month that's different. And she had um, one of my friends and colleagues um, ask me to come and speak with her, but I couldn't, and it was about the handwritten letter. <laughs> and of all the leadership things that they've done every single month, my sister stands up in front of 100 people yesterday and says that her favorite one was the handwritten wow. uh, where they learned about the power of the handwritten letter. And right. I wasn't, like, speaking it. She wasn't saying it because of me. Sure. And I wasn't even sure. there. And so I just heard through the grapevine. Um <laughs> So it's just a, a cool thing, and, um, and and lastly, to kind of tie it up, we and Jared were talking the other day, what does it look like for us to, to do events, really, where we're tackling some of the uh, obstacles that I and other guys on our team have seen are massive obstacles in people's life, right? So um, where we're putting on events, where we're helping guys see the power of gratitude where we're helping them walk through obstacles alcohol addiction yeah and like sex addiction who's talking about sex addiction hmm. no, nobody's talking yeah. about addiction to pornography and and right. uh 
things that are only a gateway to other avenues yeah, sure. of sex. And I so um, so there's a lot of things there where it's like, hey, what does it look like for us to have intimate or larger events where we are, are challenging, both challenging and encouraging yeah. people to look at those things, be surrounded with other people who want to come beside and behind yeah. and in front of them and, uh, and help, like walk through yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that is... I think that's the kind of stuff that defeats this epidemic of mental health <laughs> and depression and anxiety. Yeah. Uh, I know at least the reason I feel so strongly about that is because I feel so strongly that I'm in that battle with <laughs> those three things, right? And for me, those are the things that defeat it. Yeah. Those are the things that beat it. And I don't think that I'm any different than any other human who's sure. doing those things. No so uh, anyway, but it's, yeah. it's a challenging thing to be to, – to try to uh, – lead or do something when you are still kind of in the game hmm. right as opposed to like talking about something that's like oh yeah you know 15 years ago yeah i uh, struggled with depression and things right. like that you know so uh but that's, that's where community and people come in that's right so anyway that's well and it's good. it my, the number one phrase that um a, a former partner said to me a couple years ago that i've kind of latched onto in this business entrepreneur sort of journey that that I've been on is a rising tide lifts all, sh- all ships, mm-hmm. right? And so if you can put yourself into a, a community that the other people not only are doing things that you feel like lift you up to a, a certain level, but you put yourself into a community where you care about the people around you enough that you do things for the sole purpose of lifting up those other people, mm-hmm. you're, in a, you're in a good place. Yeah. So it's good. Um, Love what you guys are doing. Yeah, uh, man. Keep Thanks. Us, keep us posted. Um, well, I want to say too, man. Yeah. yeah, we we love your podcast and what you're doing. Appreciate so I've that. I've listened yeah. to. Obviously, I, I think I heard about you when you uh, interviewed Jerry, uh, hmm. and he talked a lot about a sleeper. But I've listened to the Wander podcast, and <laughs> I've listened uh, to multiple other ones. Um, listened to Jerry a few different times, and yeah. Wander's actually multiple times. Uh, but love all of your content and Thank you, man. your page Appreciate and what it looks like the visual the aesthetic i think your your logo is super dope and um <laughs> thanks yeah so yeah. just uh want to encourage you to keep Appreciate going it. and to press on <laughs> uh, you i know it's press not on. an easy not an easy task <laughs> yeah. man but you are leading the way and definitely um a uh what's the word i'm looking for but someone who is really Championing, championing, other yeah, other people and businesses, and uh, seriously, I mean that is not an easy task, and um, but I think that you're doing it right, and so we're proud of you and super honored to be on your podcast. Yeah, well, I'm feeling all sorts of endorphins from the <laughs> gratitude, so thank you, <laughs> appreciate it. For more information or to check out their product line, visit PressOnPaper.com or follow them on social media at PressOnPaperCo. Special thanks go out to Chris Hilliard, Joshua Pruitt, Mackenzie Bates, and our families who make it all possible. Stay tuned to the show for more stories from the city's top startups and small businessmen and women. You can do that by subscribing in Apple Podcasts or wherever else you happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media. We're ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. 
For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all soon.